Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give you the praise. We ask and we say, as we study, we ask and we say that our minds are open, that uh, our heart is enlightened much more and more to understand the love of the Father. And we say, by the reason of this meeting, we would walk much more in love and we would see our reality in you. And there is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart is fixed on his heart, on his love. Every mind is stable on his grace. We can be able to comprehend the mysteries of Christ clearly. In the name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Say amen, well. amen. Amen. Binding and losing. There are things to bind and there are things to lose. How many of you know that? There are things to bind and there are things to lose. Matthew 18. We've been there last week. Matthew 18. There are things to bind. And there are things to lose. Matthew 18. Matthew 18. Verse. You should know the verse now. I don't know if you know the verse. <laughs> oh God. Matthew 18. Let's start on verse 14 or verse 13 or let's start on verse 15. He says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee, and let him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother, and if he has not heard thee, then think with thee one or two or more in the mount of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church, but if he shall neglect to hear, if, the, if he neglect the church, let him be unto him as a heavy man and a publican. Verse 18. My major focus today. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, you know, when you read that place, it did not say whoever you bind. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the myth that has been in that place. It did not say, whoever you bind, it said, whatsoever you bind on it shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you lose on it shall be loose in heaven. So there are things to bind and there are things to lose. So what was Jesus referring to about to bind and to lose? And you know, I've explained to you in the previous times, I've explained to you last week and I showed you and I said, Previous verses, they were talking about forgiveness and reconciliation. And it says, whatsoever. So, whatsoever will refer to an activity. Whatsoever means an activity. Whatsoever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. An activity. So, that's why he didn't say whoever you bind. So, it is... A word for and, and, and that word is whosoever. So and it is not whosoever. Whosoever would mean persons. When it when it starts using whosoever, that will now be refined to persons. Somebody you are going to buy. That will now start saying the demons and the everything. But it says whatsoever. So that refers to activities. Activities. Whatsoever you bind shall be bound in heaven. So let's look at something. Let's look at. Let's look at. Um, Let's look at Luke 15. Luke 15. Let's look at a parable in Luke 15. Luke 15. I think I'm getting used to this, my new Bible. 
I'm not getting too slow again. You don't need it. Luke 15. Let's see. Look at verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. And he drew now to him the publicans and the sinners to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man received sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, though he leave the ninety, he leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after it, which is lost, until he find it? And that says he has found that layeth on the shoulder. That's the parable of the lost sheep. A parable of reconciliation. What was Jesus teaching them in that parable? Reconciliation. So, what he was teaching was teaching active forgiveness. Not just a passive forgiveness. You know, you can just say, I forgive you. No. An active forgiveness. And you see one thing, right? You don't exhaust all options for reconciliation. You don't exhaust all options for reconciliation. You don't. You, how would you be a believer and you are tired of reconciling with someone? You say, I've tried all my best. Well, you've not tried it enough. So you, say, you don't exhaust all options for reconciliation. So Jesus wasn't teaching passive forgiveness. The Bible of the soul said, He left the 99 and went after one. Wow. You know, if it's out today, you say, I see I'm 99 now. You know, that should even give you an aspect of, even in ministry, just to digress a bit, even in ministry, don't give up on his soul. Don't worry, I'll explain all of these things to you inside and Don't give up on his soul. Go after that one person. Why did the person keep, you touch the person to a point, the person did not pick up your call again. Why? Go after. Do you get it? Don't say, I have more. Do you get it? Well, that's just to digress a bit, sure. So Jesus wasn't teaching. Passive forgiveness. He was teaching active forgiveness. You don't exhaust all options for reconciliation. No one asks you to pray for the person. Yet, Shah. I'm not saying I'm not saying you should not pray, but no one asks you to pray yet. We'll get to the prayer aspect very soon. So he, he asked you to forgive. That's what he was saying. And the Greek word, let's let's take it a bit step further now. The word bind. Bind is the Greek word D-E-O, deal. D-E-O, that's the word bind. It's the Greek word D-E-O, deal. It was used for the three times in the New Testament Greek. Deal. It was used for the three times in the New Testament Greek. Deal. D-E-O. It has three applications. Three applications. It has three applications. Number one. It means to declare something unlawful or not allowed. To declare something unlawful or not allowed. I'm explaining the word bind now. It's the Greek word D-E-O. It was used for the 30 times in the New Testament Greek. And it has three applications. And the first one is to declare something unlawful or not allowed. The second one is to literally tie someone with a rope. I wish I could do that to Abraham. <laughs> to literally tie someone with a rope. And the third one is to restrict or to compel. I'll go again. It's the Greek word D-E-O. It means, and it was used for the three times in the New Testament, we did ask three applications. Number one, 
to declare something unlawful or not allowed, that is, I bind you in this place, not allowed, to literally tie someone with a rope, you bind the person down. Are you getting it? And number three, to restrict or to compare, to restrict or to compare, I bind you from coming to this place. <laughs> so, and how was he used? It was used in the follows text. It was used in Matthew 12, verse 29. I want us to run through it very quickly. Matthew 12, verse 29. Matthew 12, verse 29. It says it was used in Matthew 12, verse 29 to mean, or oh, else, I can one enter into the strong man house or unspoil, or it's good, except he binds the strong man, then he will spoil his house. It was used in Matthew 16, 19. Matthew 12, 29. Matthew 16, 19. Matthew 16, 19. Matthew 16, 19. And I will give you the kings of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever that shall bind on it shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever that shall lose on it shall be loosed in heaven. It was used in Matthew 20, at, sorry, at 20, 22. At 2022. At 2022. At 2022. At 2022. At 2022. At 2022. And now, behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall be me, bound in the spirit. It was using. Put your hands in that at 2020. I'm coming back today. Look at Romans 7 2. Romans 7 2. I'm showing you where it was used. Romans 7 2. Romans 7 2. Showing you places where it was used. Romans 7 2. It says, For a woman which has an husband is bound by the Lord to her husband, so long he liveth, but the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. Now, if you go back to that Acts 20 verse 22, the Bible says, And now, behold, I was bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me. So, Paul was compelled to go to Jerusalem. So, the word bind refers to an obligation. It refers to an obligation. So, binding has to do with an obligation to an act. Or binding has to do with to, uh, uh, to do with an obligation to act rather sorry to act binding has to do with an obligation to act or being compelled to act in a particular way. He says he was being bound by the spirit to go to Jerusalem. So he was being compelled to go in a certain way. He was being compelled to go somewhere to act in a certain way. So binding has to do with an obligation to act. Or being compelled to act in a particular way. So when you are bound, it describes that you. It describes what makes an what you make an obligation towards. It's just like saying I'm bound to this church. <laughs> no, not to use bound. It's your choice. <laughs> I'm bound to your Benson. It's your choice. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Do you get it? So, you are obligated to do whatever you are bound yourself to do. So, Jesus is referring to activities you either permit or you do not permit. So, what was Jesus referring to when he says you shall bound, whatever you shall bound, he is referring to activities you permit or you do not permit. 
You know, just the same way we say we have bounded ourselves to preach the gospel. How many of you have that same bound? How many of you have that same bound? Wow. Wow. Only one person. Only joy. How many of you have that one? I've bounded myself yes, to preach the gospel. How many of you have that bound? I'm bounded to preach the gospel. So, it's referring to an activity you either permit or do not permit. An activity you either permit or do not permit. So let's go back to Matthew 18, verse 18. Matthew 18, verse 18. Let's go back there now. So Matthew 18, verse 18. Let's see the word lose. Matthew, it says, uh, uh, Matthew 18, verse 18. Very nice. Says, Whatever ye shall bound on it shall be bound on it. Whatever ye shall lose on it shall be loosed in heaven. And the word lose is from the Greek word leo. L-U-O. Lose. L-U-O. Leo. 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 It implies to annul or to release something or someone. To annul or to release something from or, or someone. To annul or to release some, something or someone. That's the word lose. To annul or to release something or someone. Liu, L-U-O, the Greek word for lose, L-U-O. To annul or to release something or someone. It was used in Ephesians 2, verse 14. Look, go to Ephesians 2, verse 14. Ephesians 2, verse 14. Ephesians 2, 14. Ephesians 2, 14. He says, For he is our peace, who has both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Look at Revelations 1 verse 5. Revelations 1 verse 5. Revelations 1 verse 5. It says, Revelation 1 verse And from Jesus Christ, who is our faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, unto us, unto him that has loved us, and washed us from our sins. That word washed us from our sins is the word you. So that word you is describing the word washed us from our sins. So in other words, a release from sin. So lose means to annul or to release something or someone. So what Jesus did upon the resurrection was to lose us from sin. Does it make sense for us? So that's that Revelation 1 by 5. So to lose us, to let us go from sin, that is the forgiveness of sins. That's what Jesus did for us. So what God did in Christ Jesus for every sinner is that he washed us from our sins. He washed us from our sins, so and he loosed us from our sins. So, when he now says, "Treat your brother as a publican," or treat that same person as a publican, in Matthew eighteen verse seventeen, when he was saying that, what was he trying to refer to? You know, if you read on in that Matthew eighteen, let's go back to Matthew eighteen. Let's go back to Matthew 18. Let's go back to Matthew 18. It says, let's start from verse 17 now to read. Let's start from verse 17. It says, And if he shall neglect to hear thee, tell it unto the church. But if 
he neglects to hear the show. Let him be as an earthy man and as a publican. I explained this to you last week. When he says, let him be like an earthy man or like a publican. And he now says that, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So in other words, if your brother doesn't act right, you have to act right. If the brother or somebody doesn't is not trying to act right, you should act right. Binding and losing are your reactions towards offense. I'm sure you're surprised. <laughs> Binding and losing are your reactions towards offenses. There must be reconciliation. The binding and losing comes to play when the brother refuses reconciliation. The binding and losing comes to it comes to play when that brother refuses to be he just refuses reconciliation. You know, there's, there's some people like that. They don't want to. They will say, you know, I don't want you to warn you on something. Don't don't let the world advise you on how to forgive people. Who oh, are forgiving the person, but me and the person cannot talk again. I forgive him. How do you forgive somebody and you're not talking to the person? I forgive him, but I've stayed away from him. That's so sensual. That's so, that's not, that doesn't make sense. So, and let me tell you something. You must get ready in every relationship to forgive. You must. You have to, you have to plan it. And you know sometimes we put a lot of prayers in our relationship. We put too much prayers. We just feel like this person is too holy to not be offended. We put too much pressure in our relationship. Your husband can offend you. Your wife can offend you. Your children will offend you. Your friend will offend you. Your fiancé or fiancée will offend you. <laughs> they will. But you must plan to forgive. You must. You must. Even me, I can offend you. But you must plan to forgive. So forgiveness, forgiveness is normal. Forgiveness must happen every day in my relationships. Say, in my relationships. In my relationships. Forgiveness has to happen every day. You're not talking about. Say, in my relationships. Forgiveness has to happen every day. It has to happen. Because listen, you are just writing notes now. Don't listen, eh? After we finish, just in the name of, let me take picture. Somebody has slept on your toe. Oh no 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 no! Don't let me. You are not the one I'm taking picture with. I don't want to take picture with you now. You know, that started like that. Then you are irritated. You drive home. Then you start brooding over it. I'm I'm saying brooding. You brood. Then. The, that, that little thing we open the door. You know, guys, that's how it will not remind you of one offense the person did. And that's how that day, too. I wanted to even take the picture. The person too was, was acting so. What's even the person's problem? Is she the only one that knows how to take the picture? What's it? You know, that's how it starts. Then you now remember the day you asked the person for food. The person saying no. You say, I said it. <laughs> Forgiveness is normal. So if there is someone you haven't forgiven before, 
you born be sticking somewhere. Don't let anybody say, ah, me, I'm holy, I'm not forgiving anybody. No, if you want to enter a relationship, these are questions you are asked. Don't ask, ask uh, I'll be forgiving somebody. Me, I didn't even ask you that. Ah, <laughs> I didn't even get that. <laughs> a bomb, time bomb. <laughs> These are the deadly ones. Ask the question. First date question. Have you forgiven someone before? <laughs> because you have to know, because you will offend the person. The person will offend you. Are you getting it? The person has said, Me, I'm not, I'm not forgiven anybody before. <laughs> Of your shoes. <laughs> 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 Kick your rails and go. Or the person like, when you meet the person, the person is telling you, that person. But you know, you are just CPO, you know, the person says, that person. I don't know his problem. No. Or maybe you go to the place, the person is already angry with the waiter. They say, rubbish. Just start looking at him, brother. But I cannot calm down. Ah, no. I'm paying my money in this place. Uh-huh. Say, brother. Say, brother, do you understand? Ask, do you understand forgiveness? Do you know what it means to bind and lose? He say, what are we binding? Is this demon here? Calm down. I have to explain this. Refer the person to this message. The person now listens and says, okay. Uh, but the person sees this one. Because you will offend, you will offend the person. <laughs> Are you getting me? So somebody tell you that I'm not forgiving the very well. Time bomb. <laughs> Are you getting me? So reconciliation. And let me tell you something. Reconciliation cannot be done in absence. You cannot say, I'm forgiving the person, I've reconciled with the person, but you're in your own house. <laughs> it can't be done with absence. You know one thing I know that as you are listening to me, you are remembering people that has hurt you. I know that for sure. All that. That you are hot, and the spirit of God will point it in your heart. You need to go back and call them and forgive them and reconcile with them. It must be done with the person involved. It it has to be done. You can't say you forgive and you consider a person and the person is not there. You know that's what people do. Actually, especially some of our friends. Ah, forgive me, the person, but I'll stay in my house. <laughs> You know, some people have even left the church where God is blessing them because they were angry. Just imagine. Anger. Ha! Just because you cannot forgive. Some have left supernatural relationships because of what? Because they were angry. Because they were offended. Some left. You know, that's why I thank God for the friends may I have. Nothing can break us. What brought us together is more than what can divide us. Let that be your call, your, 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 your target in your marriage, your target in your, in your relationships, in your supernatural relationships, in your friends. What brought us together is more than what can, buy, can, can divide us. Let that be a problem come. What brought us together? When you are in a marriage, people will fight. People will have argument. Don't listen to people who tell you that. Me and my wife, we have heard people say that I trust that you leave them. Who say, I mean, I saw, I have a friend, she, she told me, she said, her parent, one, one, she, we were talking in Nigeria, and she said, her parent, she showed me her mom. And I was like, I had to go, and I deliberately had to go and see her mom. I know she was listening to this, though, but I had to go and see the mom and see her, what was going on. He said, I and her father, they've never fought for the past 40, maybe 30 something years, they've been married or something. He said, they've never had any issue. He said, they just know, 
Once they're issue, they start laughing. They just they just need to turn everything to play. Say, why should we fight? Why should we have a disagreement? What brought us together is more than what should bind us. That should be even our goal in this place. We can't be fighting. We can't be having an argument. We can't be having disagreement. And we are spirit of God field. We will not talk in tongues. We live to ends. Then we have issues in our heart. No. Are you getting me? What brought us together is more than what bind us. Are you getting it? So always, you you can't reconcile. You have to reconcile towards someone. Always be found searching for that brother, just like the parable of the of the lost sheep. He was looking for the night. He led the night. I went to look for that one. Always be searching for that one person. Who is that one person you are not forgiving? Who is that person you just want to keep hatred in your heart? That's, that's, that's not being a believer. Always be fine. Found. How you call yourself a Christian? Searching for that brother. Every believer must be relationship conscious. Every believer must be relationship conscious. You must have people in mind you must your marriage your friends supernatural relationships those you must be relationship conscious you you are not an island of your own just imagine god created you alone and you are the only one on this sense you will have died since that is why you have parents because you are we were born into a family even in christ and i'm going to get there so because salvation involves you loving the church. It involves you loving the church. So you must be pro-relationship. You must have a cordial and wrong reception about some people. Don't be that one person and say, I don't like him. Why? I don't know. You must have a woman and a cordial relationship and a receptive heart towards people. You must. Regardless of what they believe. Their doctrinal beliefs should not make you. God say, I don't like the person. No! We are still brothers in Christ, regardless of the message they preach or hear. As far as they are saved, we are one body of Christ. How are you getting me? Is every one of you listening to me? Don't let, don't let your relationship with people come end because the person does not believe what you believe. I have friends who don't speak in tongues and we are close. They go to church. And they are close. I'm not saying Muslim brothers. You know, Muslim is not your brother. <laughs> I'm not saying that. One. <laughs> so that's what we would do. So you must have that cordial relationship with you. Look at Luke 17, verse 1. Luke 17, verse 1. Luke 17, verse 1. Reverend Naika said, A pastor has to teach walking in love so often. Because even after you finish teaching it, some people still need to walk in love. <laughs> Look at that. Luke 17 verse 1. It says, And he said unto his disciples, It is impossible that offense will come. <laughs> Say offense will come. Offense. Say offenses will come. Offenses. Say it though. Offenses will come. It will. You can't. Don't, 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 don't program your mind as in me. As I walk my step, I'm trying to stay away from trouble. Oh, even in the trouble, 
don't know if you have tried that before. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm just trying to stay away from them. I will not shout. Even in that one, on face, you still come and meet me. <laughs> it is especially it's even in those times it is to be clear. <laughs> say it, say offenses will come. Offenses will come. It will. The word offenses in the Greek is from the word scandalion. Scandalion. S-K. A-N-D-A-L-O-N. Scandalion. Something that will cause you to stumble. S-K-A-N-D-A-L-O-N. Tony has repented though. Wow. S K A N D E L O N. Something that will cause you to stumble. Look at John the Baptist. Let's take an example of him. John the Baptist. How many of you are getting blessed? Are you sure? How you are, how you are feeling touched? Yeah, well, you have to be touched, child. John 11, verse 6. John 11. Look at John 11. Bless you. Glory. Ah, no, it's not John 11 I'm looking for. Ah, no. The story of John the Baptist. John the Baptist's uh, story there. Where John the Baptist. Uh, where John the Baptist met Jesus and who Jesus? Let's look for it. Where John the Baptist's head was bearded. Where John the Baptist tumbled. Um, it's not John the Rebel. I'm just having this up somewhere in my notes. Um, let's look for it. Uh, Okay, look at uh, uh, okay, it is okay. You know, in John 1, go to John 1. You know, in John 1, in verse, look at in verse 25, John the Baptist said. They asked him and they said, Why baptize them with water? He says, John has said, I baptize with water, but just standing among you, of whom not. He says, He is coming after verse 27 now. He's coming after me, who's before me, whose shoe and latchet are worthy to unloose. He says, These things they've done in Bethra. So, and look at verse 29. The next day, John see Jesus saying, And he says, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh the sins of the whole world. And I says, this is whom you after me is preferred, and he was before me. Now, this was the same guy who gave the testimony of Jesus. But in, huh? where, where is this place? In John, is it John Matthew. Yeah. Is it Matthew, Matthew 11. 11. Sorry, not John 11. In Ma- now, look at, he has testified about the story. Of- Sorry, it's Matthew 11, not John. Matthew 11, thank you. Matthew 11, and that day it came to pass. Somebody that testified to that said, This is Jesus. Look at what happened. Look at John 11. Matthew 11, sorry. Matthew 11. And it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of the commanding of the twelve and about to teach. And John, and when John had been put in, either he was in prison, the work of Christ, he said to his disciples, Verse 3, and he said, 
Had thou the one that should come, or do we look for another? You know, something has happened to John the Baptist here. The same guy who knew it was Jesus in John is now saying, are you the one? Look at verse 4. I love Jesus. Jesus said, go and tell him. He says, go. Jesus answered and said, go and show John again those things which you hear and see. Verse 5. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf uh, and the deaf here, and the dead are raised, and they are the poor. Look at verse 6. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. <laughs> you know the response Jesus said? Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. That's the response he told them to go and give John the Baptist. Because obviously John the Baptist has told he was offended. Now why would he be in prison? And you call yourself Jesus and you cannot do anything. <laughs> He was offended. Same guy who baptized and said, this is the one, the old. Ah! Offenses can make you lose what you need to gain. He stumbled. He says, go and tell John. And listen, Reverend Onyeka says it this way. He says, when you are offended, you won't see what God is doing. When you are offended with your local church, when you are offended with your pastor, when you are offended with that supernatural, you won't see what God is doing. You won't. You won't see what God is doing. You know, what creates what creates offense is what we don't say. What creates offense is actually what we don't say. See, offenses can be so ridiculous that it will destroy your supernatural relationships. And you know one thing about offenses that you won't see the good side anymore. The only part you would have seen is the bad side. What about the time the person was good to you? What about the time the person was, was amazing? That the person was the love of your life? You won't see that part. The only part you've seen is the bad side. So John was offended. And John's offense was a room for Jesus to... You know, that statement that John's going to tell. You know, that can be a room. Somebody can come and make you offended. You know, that can make Jesus to offend. Ah, what's, what, what's wrong with John? <coughs> John, Jesus said, Blessed is he who is not offended in me. Just, Jesus had to lose him. <laughs> I bind and lose you. Go. <laughs> See, that someone discredited your ministry. It's not an opportunity for you to go and discredit the person's ministry. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not even sure you're a man of God. I'm not even sure you're a Christian. That did not still give you the right to go and discredit the person's ministry. See, I rise higher than offenses. I rise higher than offenses. <laughs> you probably thinking of his life, right? <laughs> see, I rise higher than offenses. I rise higher than offenses. Say, 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 say boldly. See, I rise higher than offenses. Why do we speak? Why do we speak God's word? So that our mind can come to the reality of it. Say it again. I rise higher than offenses. So Jesus bounded that offense and loose. He bounded the offense and he lost out kind of good art. He lost kindness and good speaking. He bounded the offense. He did it. He did not permit it into him. He lost. He released good speaking. He released things. 
Look at Luke 7 verse 47. Luke 7 verse 47. Binding and losing. You know there are things to bind? How many of you are saying there are things to bind now? And there are things to lose. Luke 7 verse 47. And wherefore I say unto you, as sins which many are forgiven, which men, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. So the basis of reconciliation has nothing to do with the person's response of sin. The basis of reconciliation has nothing to do with the person's response of sin. And the funny thing is, why do we actually find it difficult to forgive? Why? Why do we actually find it difficult to forgive? It's because many of us don't know how much we have been forgiven. If you know how much you were forgiven, you won't find it difficult to forgive. You won't do. No, you won't. And you know one thing, eh? One thing God hates, eh? Is self-righteousness. Don't be an hypocrite. Don't be self-righteous. God hates that thing. Because that's being prideful. Don't try to act all perfect, all everything. Oh, oh, I'm fine. When you are not actually fine. Don't do that. That's self-righteousness. Discuss it with the person. If both of you can't do it, bring it to the elders. I explained that last week. You see, in 1 John 4 19, you should be able to quote that. 1 John 4 19. How many of you know that scripture? <coughs> Open it. 1 John 4 19. Don't start doing it. 1 John 4 19. We love him. Because he first loved us. <laughs> right? I jack you. <laughs> I lose you. <laughs> I lose you now, now. We love him because he first loved us. So the first love is from God to us. You know that thing we call our first love? How many of you have heard like that? The teaching of first love. Your, ah, college, college, are you explaining that teaching? Oh, your first love. Remember your first love. The first love is that God loved us first. Glory to God. That's the first love. So, the first love is from God to us. And the truth is, all forgiveness is your lack of appreciation of God's forgiveness. All forgiveness is your lack of appreciation of God's forgiveness in your life. All forgiveness, all forgiveness is your lack of appreciation of God's forgiveness in your life. Let that sink into you. Ephesians 4 verse 32. Ephesians 4 verse 32. Ephesians 4 verse 32. Say, I rise higher than offenses. I rise higher than offenses. Ephesians 4 verse 32. Say it again. Ephesians 4 verse 32. It says, And be ye kind to one another. Wow. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has 
forgive. So why do we do it? Because God has done it for us. Who is God? God. Colossians 3.13. Colossians 3.13. Colossians 3 verse 13. He says forbearing. Forbearing means, you know what it means to forbear? To forbear. You know what forbear means? Who knows what forbear means? Sister is called. Sister is called. Sister is Sister is called. 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 Exactly. Oh. So you know you do like it. For bear means you have to bear it. It won't be easy. It, you know there are many cases you have to forgive people that you are one with God, so you may have to forgive this person. It won't be easy. This means when I list these things, I was like, Jay, 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 Jay. I don't know, as I'm people teaching you, I see like, ah, ah, really? You have to. It won't be easy. And you know what quarrel means? Quarrel just means you complain, you have a fault. In the Greek, it just means you, you complain to have a fault, you, to be at fault or something. Look at Philippians 1 thing. Philippians 1 thing. I'm not going to finish this series today. I'm going to finish it. Philippians 1 thing. That he may approve the things that are excellent, that he may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. So all forgiveness harms people. All forgiveness harms people. All forgiveness harms people. All forgiveness harms people. The things you say, the things you think about, you know, it starts from your thought, actually. The things you say, the things you think about, you know, what are you thinking when you think, I will shoot this person, this person has not seen me. <laughs> After I finish blocking him, I will block his mother. <laughs> I will block the mother, I will block his father. Yala, <laughs> yala. Oh, forgiveness, how people. <laughs> Uh, the things you say, the things you think about, and all of those things. Look at Philippians 2, verse 2 to 3. It says, uh, Fulfill ye my joy, and be ye like-minded. This is... Uh, be ye like-minded, having the same love, being in one accord, in one mind. Let nothing be done through strife. Are you, are you looking at this place? Pay attention to me. Let nothing be done with strife or vain glory. But in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man his own things, let every man be let every man also the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So the reason for unforgiveness is that we is that we have been forgiven, and it is because 
we have been forgiven. So the reason for forgiveness, sorry, the reason for forgiveness, forgiveness, sorry, is because we have been forgiven. It is not passive. It is very active. So forgiveness without reconciliation is hypocrisy. So don't forgive somebody that I forgive and you forgive the person. Forgive the person. Forgiveness without reconciliation is what? Hypocrisy. So one first important principle you need to understand that forgiveness is identification. Ask the person, is the person saved? person is saved. Do you know if the person is... You know, wait, let me give you an example. You know the person is saved in the children class? You know, if Chacha is born again, she's your brother and your sister. How many of you have saw it like that? You know, if that two years would be saved, that person is already your brother and your sister. And it's not... You know, don't go have that polygamous. <laughs> you know, some of you that came, remember that guy used to say this. See, those of you that came from polygamous family, you probably have forgiveness to do the most. <laughs> because your mind has been trained all your life to be in strife. <laughs> Two wives are fighting, you grew up in strife. Especially those of you who grew up in violence houses, you have a lot to do with working in love. Because your mind grew up in strife. Your mind grew up in fighting. Your mind grew up in your father saying, don't mind your mother. Your mind has a lot to do in working in love. You have so much to learn about it. You have to, you have to make forgiveness a pro-reaction. You have to be prepared. You should be going, waking up every morning and say, I am prepared to forgive today. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's a new confession. I am prepared to forgive Say for the rest of today, I am prepared to forgive. Say it again. No, let's start with today before life. <laughs> for the rest of today, say it again. You know, even in this meeting, somebody can still be offending you. The way the person is taking off, is he only the person? <laughs> so, you, both of you now, you are brothers and sisters in Christ. See, listen, listen to me. That mindset that, oh, the person is not for my family, let it drop. Because that's not what will matter at the end of the day. You know, I think it was two years ago, 2019, I had to come into, I had to understand this well. That we have to quit that mindset of, oh, he's my brother from afar. No, we are in the same family. Even that sister, even if she's in another church, if she's born again, we are brothers and sisters. So, can you see everybody here as your family now? No, no, no. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Your family. Your family. I'm saying it again. Your family. I know that mindset of, oh, it's my own family. It's my own house. This one is not part of my family. Quit. Stop that now. As far as the person is born again, that's your brother, that's your sister. You know, I stayed somewhere in Lagos and we related like families. We did not believe the same thing. We were from even two fighting denomination. <laughs> but look, I love what we did in the house. We were brothers and sisters. Because what binded us together? 
is more than what to divide us. The blood washed us. The, we were all forgiven. We came from the same womb, the resurrection. That's what binded us together. It can't break us. It can't. How you get to what I'm saying? So we are from the same family. Look at that person beside you and say, we are from the same family. Yeah. Say, you are my brother. You are my sister. Say, it's no, no, say there are. No, point to everybody and say. Is it And listen, 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 listen. That word brother is not a title. It's not because you want to honor. It's not a title. That word brother, this. That's why I used to tell you, call everybody my brother and sister. Don't have to say missus. There's no missus here. I was doing <laughs> There's no missus or mister or barrister or doctor or nurse. That, that's even the worst. That, those, those rubbish courses. No, no, those are ah, the Especially <laughs> nurses. No, that's devilish. <laughs> anyway, so listen, that word brother is not a title. It's not a title. You know how we used to say, uh, like my sister used to say, Bato, Bato, Bato. That way you should say that battle bottle. But this where if you can no. Some of you are came from a family where where culture and um, respect is not, you will not understand this. Where is it? Battle with Batis, sister this. Sister Yadi Sai Sadi That is exactly how we are. We were born from the same womb. So the word brother, you know, offenses can come. The word brother is not a title. The word brother is a relationship. That word sister is a relationship. So from today, sister this, brother this. So you know the reason why I'm saying that now? We have a relationship. What binded us together is more than what we did break us. Hold somebody's hand and say, what bind us together? Hold oh, somebody's hand. What bind us together? Hold somebody's hand. What bind us together? It's more than... It's more than what will break us. Go and stand up and go to another person. Go stand up and go to another person. Go out to that. Go to that one person you used to talk to. That one person <laughs> just break you. Say what bind us together? What bind us together? It's more than what we break us. Praise God. Let's be seated. Let's be seated. Praise God. 
So now, look at your face. Listen, 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 listen. It's okay, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Now, look at somebody and say, get used to me. Get used to Get used Get used to me. Point to me and say, get used to me too. Get used to me. Point to me. Get used to us. 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 Say, say, say. Get used to me. Say, point to me and say, get used to me. Get used to me. What binds us together is more than what will break us. Hebrews 2.11. We have to walk in love. We, no hatred should be here. No, 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 no. No strife should be here. Hebrews 2.11. Hebrews 2.11, look at him. Hebrews 2.11. He says, He says, For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified, ah, ah, look at the time of Jesus, are all of me. He now says, For this cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Glory to God. God is not even ashamed to call you a brother and sister. He's our brother. Are you getting it? So, say, I am your brother. I am your brother. Look at somebody and say, I am your brother. I am your brother. Not from another mother. Not from another mother. Say, not from another mother. Not from another mother. But from the same place. But from the same place. Genesis 3, 18, 13, 18. Genesis 13, 8, sorry. Genesis 13, 8. I'll just keep you the details. Abraham and Lot had some readings. And Abraham said, There shall be no strive among us for we be brethren. This is for there shall be no strive for we be brethren. No strive, that's binding. We have to bind this. How are you getting it? So you determine when there will be no strife or not. You can see in my marriage, in my relationship, no strife here. In this church, no strife. In this ministry, no strife. Among us, no strife. First Peter 4 verse 8. 1 Peter 4 verse 8. 1 Peter 4 verse 8. 1 Peter 4 verse 8. And above all things, have a fervent charity among yourself. Wow. Have a fervent charity. Fervent love. Be passionate to love one another. Let it be that in this place, everyone carries one another with so much esteem. Don't speak bad about somebody here. Don't go outside and be speaking bad about you. And be speaking bad about somebody. Somebody call you and say, 
Tell me about Fibo. Is it? <laughs> Let me start. Which one do you want? <laughs> it says, above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. For fervent, for charity covers a multitude of sins. Wow. So, the first principle is identification. Understand that you are virgin. Identification. Fervent love means consistent love, intense love. It covers a multitude of sins. And must see that offender as a family. So, and you know what? You know you don't expose family. You cover family. You know that? So if this brother offended me, how would I say this is family? You know, no matter how you people in your family fight, nothing can separate you. He's still your brother. He's still your sister. That is how it is in the body of Christ. Nothing should separate us. And you know, we don't expose family. We cover family. You know, my dream, this is Reverend Anika's dream, and I like that same dream. My dream for the local church will be that the word of thought is the word of God is taught. The spirit of God is giving free course. And love is as a common place among all of us. Imagine a local church where everyone is. The love is there. We carry one another with esteem. We honor one another. We don't talk about, we don't seek to about one another. We cover one another, even in our weak points. Are you getting so every time we let go, the word of God increases. So learn to let go about those things. Learn to let go. And you know, you have to see people in people as your family. See everyone as believers as your family. You see in Acts 2, verse 42, it says, they were in one accord. So, and you know, like I just said, you said to you, especially many of you that grew up in polygamous family or people like you that grew up in a parents where they have strife and all, you have, you have to learn this thing well. Because you grew up where there was contention, where everything in your mind is, <laughs> who is deceiving who now? Some of you are just so suspicious. Very suspicious. Who is the next person that will offend me? Who is the. <laughs> Why? What are they going to say? Who is not saying this? Calm down. Who cares? So suspicious. You know where you agree, where you learned that from? A polygamous family. Strife. Maybe your parents. They're just suspecting one another. You grew up in that attitude. So you now bring it to a local church. I suspect that this sister is thinking like this. Ah, ah. Don't think evil. Are you getting this? You know, in Act 4.32, no one was treated specially. In Act 4, no one was treated specially. No special treatment about everyone. No one is treated equally. So, no offense should be a function of identification. No offense should be a function of identification. Your husband is first your brother in Christ. First, your brother in Christ. Your wife is first a brother in Christ. Your fiancé or your fiancée is first your brother in Christ. Is first your sister in Christ. That must be the first thing, first way you see them. They are first your brother in Christ. That's family, before anything else. 
And you know, the local church is where you will test your love work the most. <laughs> you always know people in their local church. That is why if people come and tell me and say, Sister Fonsani, I want to marry you now. You know, I'm the first one, ah, I can give their reports. I say, no, this, this is this person. This is how this person is. This is how this person is. It is where your love work is tested the most. At work, you just meet people on their random basis and you just do work. It is here you have to fellowship with people the more. So it's here you will know your true color. That's why people can tell you and say, this is how you are. Brother, that's why get used to me. But you should not get used to you too much. You have to go. <laughs> your love, church is where you look, your love work will be tested anymore. Are you getting this? So you bind. Remember what binding means? Remember what binding means? Do you remember what binding means? It means you, 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 binding, it means you, you don't permit. You don't permit for forgiveness in your heart. You don't permit hatred. You don't permit gossip. You don't permit slanderous words. You don't permit those things into your mouth. You bind it. Say, I bind them. I bind them. That's, that's binding. Somebody's trying to give you gossip. I bind you. Sharp. Quickly. I don't want. Trying to gossip your pastor. I bind you. Trying to gossip another believer in Christ. I bind you. You bind them. He gets in this. You lose them. You bind on forgiveness. You lose forgiveness. You bind hatred. You lose joy. You bind gossip. You lose good speaking. Good communications. You bind evil thoughts. You fill your mind. You lose good thoughts. Things that are pure. Positive things. Joy. You release those things in your heart. So you bind and you lose. I don't know if you are ready to bind and lose. You now know what binding and losing means. We are not done yet. We still have a couple of things. Have some more, I still have more things to explain to you. But you know what? We have to that, be that believer where the culture of love permeates our soul. The culture of love encapsulates us. We are not men who are easily angry. We are not men who did step on your toe, yeah, bam. No, I, I calm down. The first principle is identification, is your family. We are one virgin. Remember, what binded us together is more than what will break us. So in that relationship, in that marriage, in that supernatural relationship, remember the mantra, what binded us together is what? Is more than what will break us. Yes, you can have fall away. You can have all of those things. But you know what? You are still family. That must not break the family code. So we have a family code. We are brothers and sisters, right? We are brothers and sisters. We see everyone as Christ sees them. We forgive because we are forgiven. We bind evil. We lose goodness. Does it make sense to everyone? Does it make sense? So whatsoever shall bind on it. Does it make sense to you now? Is bound on them. Bow your heads and pray. Bow your heads and pray. Just bow your heads and pray. Bow your heads and pray. Bow your heads and pray. Uh, bow your heads and pray. Pray, pray, pray.
Lose them, lose them, lose them. Bow your ears and pray. You bound on forgiveness, you lose forgiveness. Bow your ears and pray. Just, just pray, just pray. Pray, pray, pray. Pray for yourself. Uh, that you walk in love much more. You cherish the love walk. You cherish the fellowship of the brethren. Pray, pray.